Hello. Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome back to what I feel is the first true episode of this pod. Uh, we took last week off. We were mourning. Uh, I think this is truly what this pod was about. God hates Jags. Uh, I got the guys with me. got Shimmer and Patrick here. We're going to talk about the Jags and, and just how bad they are. Because, guys, uh, the first couple of weeks might are illusion now. I think we found out who we really are again. Do you they guys, are who we thought they are. They oh, wow. are who we thought we were. <laughs> we, uh, we started this pod in the offseason, and I feel like all offseasons, there's, op, you know, there's optimism and there's COVID, so we're like just happy to have any football. But four weeks in, it's looking horrible, guys. How are you feeling on, on a Monday well, I would say there's optimism from you. I don't think Shimmer and I were overly optimistic heading into the season. Um, I don't but, remember it that way. I thought we were all I equally. Think, uh, not heading in. Not we'll check in. the tape. Yeah, we'll check the tape. We'll go back. But I think that we definitely got fooled after one week of football, and now we're kind of back to reality. And we're like, Actually, what did we really expect? Two weeks. I said we got fooled after two weeks. I I'll, mean, I'll give you that. I do the thing I do every year with the Jaguars, which is I come in expecting them to be terrible. They are semi-competitive. I go, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> and then I always I get sucked in because I want them to, you know, to succeed. And and then they're the worst team in football. <laughs> yeah. Like, the last two weeks they have been the worst team in football, and right. just like. I mean, we're going to get into it. We we play the winless Texans next week, and they will look like a Super Bowl contender against us. I heard 100. that they're the they're the only winless team that is favored going into Week Four in God knows how long. I looked hey. at our I looked at our schedule. We won't be favored to win <laughs> another game the rest of the season. That sounds right. Yeah. Until the next time we have a new GM and head coach. <laughs> At the very least, which, I would say. Which, uh, we'll, um, we'll get into this too, which other teams are making moves based on the performance of their team. They're firing their coaches, uh, Bill O'Brien. They're firing their coach and their GM, Bill O'Brien, because Bill of lack of performance. Yeah. Bill O'Butchin. They also which, fired their offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, as of last week. Right. And general manager, <laughs> Bill O'Butchin. Yeah. They're making wholesale changes. Which so is all one guy. A normal functioning team does when their team is lacking on the field. But we're just going to continue rolling with the same old, same old. Does anyone yeah. know their interim coach? So uh, is it like Romeo I th- Cornell? I think it's going to be Romeo. I hope so. I don't know if it was official, official. Easy win. But yeah, Easy it's win for be. the Texans and Romeo Cornell. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Save the Texans talks, gentlemen. Uh, we got to break down some Dolphins and Bengals. Kind of recap. Yeah, we, uh, we weren't able to get on the pod last week. Sorry, everybody. Um, I'll blame the destruction of the Thursday night game. I, I think really we just kind of didn't have no. scheduling, but we'll no, blame. We, we took a week off. Uh, the Jaguars defense has taken every week off. So I think we can take a week off. Seems fair. Only yeah. seems fair. We, to recap the season so far, good victory against the Colts though. In hindsight, uh, it feels like one of those, you know, if we played the Colts 99 out of a hundred times week one, we probably lose 99 of them kind of a thing. Week two, we went with the moral victory. I was, I was happy for that. But, yeah, Thursday night, like, the whole city was teal. It was a teal out. And the teal did look cool, I think, all things considered. As bad as we looked 
during the Dolphins game, and we're just going to basically skip over this because nobody looked good that game. I did think the teal no. looked pretty darn cool. One player looked good. James Robinson. James Robinson. My the fantasy MVP. running back. That man scoring me mad points. He's the MVP of the, of the whole team. And Miles Jack was the MVP of the defense and had, was playing great until he got hurt. So I hope he's not hurt too long. Side note, fun fact about Miles Jack. Do you guys know what his mom's name is? Oh, uh, man. I met her, but Kilometers, I can't remember Jack. her name. <laughs> Kilometers. Her, her name is Lasagna. No, That's not. awesome. I, I promise. Her name is Lasagna Jack. So Wow. I hope Lasagna Jack's little baby boy isn't injured for too long. It should have uh, been like noodles. Yeah. Noodles, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> noodles wow. and lasagna. Uh, yeah, so we got destroyed by the Dolphins. It happens. We're always the team. If a team's winless and needs a win, we're going to be the team that's going to let that team get the first win. But, you know, then we had a nice, like, mini-buy. We had 10 days. We're getting ready for the Bengals. They're starting a rookie. You know, we got a chance this week, right? We have to. We go up there, and uh, our defense, guys, is – I saw a stat, like, since the beginning of 2018, we are either dead last or second to dead last in, like, every single defensive category. How does, like – what – my question to you is, what type of blackmail does Todd Wash have on Dave Caldwell and Shad Khan? Because there's no other answer. Right. I'm not sure. Uh, um, nudie pictures, uh, you know, secret <laughs> files. I, I don't really know what the deal is. He Maybe it's, it's like nepotism. Is he married to a con? It's got to be about? something. Uh, I don't know. I think for all 12 to 15 of our listeners out there, we need to start a hashtag called the firewash where we just, you know, burn the defense with fire. Because oh, we, we I mean, what could be worse? We're the worst in the whole so league. Bad. So, like, if firing him, how could we get any worse? We, Yannick Ngakwe, who we traded to the Vikings on the season, has three sacks, two of which were uh, strip sacks. We, as an entire Jags defense, have three sacks with no force fumbles. So and two of them are from Josh Allen, both of which are when the quarterback literally lays down and he yeah. tags them down. One was on Jacoby Brissett, Brissett, whatever his name is. So right. that I feel like that counts as like a half a sack. So no, I think bad. Half that a was starting player. that was Miles yeah. Jack on uh, on Brisket. Both of uh, of Allen's sacks were when the quarterback slid but they did it behind the line and all he had to do is two hand touch him. Both. Well, I think right. it's uh, Jack has one sack. Allen has one sack and chase on has one sack. Allen has two. No, we only have three as a team. Maybe. We'll, 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 if you can we'll find me a st- on our unanswered questions for next week. I like the point is to really remember fans. how shitty our stats are. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to remember because it seems like it's constantly <laughs> piling up. It's a long list on my phone. The notes We're go bad. on for a while. <laughs> We're technically not the worst run defense in the NFL. The worst are the Texans who we're playing next week. Oh. We are the worst pass defense. It's, um, we yeah. made we, – we, speaking of tagging people down, this was in the Dolphins game, but, you know, our rookie, our rookie cornerback forgot to tag someone down. 
these are coaching errors and those coaching errors fall on not only wash but on our head coach but the head coaching errors fall on our general manager and the general manager errors fall on our ownership so i'm not sure exactly what the plan is our defense is a liability we expected it to be a liability if you're basing off of what they said that they said going into this year, it's going to be a down year. If that's the case, then why did we not whole, uh, we, we made some changes on our defensive side of the ball, but if we really expected this year to be a down year, I feel like we could have done more changes. And, but I, I think it's bullshit because we wouldn't have handed out a huge quarterback contract last year to a quarterback who's no longer on our team. It's a complete mess, and it's showing on the field right now, and we're only four weeks into the season. I would like to point out, because it just goes into, yeah, every, you know, the, the like, bottom line statement of our team is that every level of, you know, management, every coach and owner, like, no one's doing anything correctly, it seems. And I feel like uh, there was a fitting picture I took that kind of encapsulates just how lost we are as a franchise. Uh, I don't even think we cared to talk about the lot J stuff that was announced today because I don't even think it's going to happen. All they do is tell us it's going to happen. Nothing happens, but so it's, yeah, it's but they had 36 months and then even that's conservative. So we won't see it until we're like, you know, but they had another case. visual that they showed us of what it could look like. And there was like a camera that's panning through the CGI models of the buildings. And there's a uh, like little, area in the visual rendering of like you know cool pictures of like the current Jags players on the team and one of them is Leonard Fournette I don't know if y'all be able to see this guys on our zoom call but one was Leonard Fournette he's not even on the team anymore so like the team that's showing us this big unveiling of what they want to build for millions of dollars can't even get players that are on the team on it I feel like that's a good representation of just how not in the know our owners and our coaches are about anything in Tony, their defense, it could be Rasheen Mathis. No, it's Fournette. I zoomed in on it. <laughs> Does he have dreads? I would love if it was Fournette. Tony Khan's uh, been tweeting a lot about Fulham. Tony Khan literally tweeted an apology to Fulham, his soccer team, saying, like, you know, basically, sorry, we suck. And, like, all of Twitter's like, yo, where's our apologies? Like, we've been sucking for way longer. There's no help coming. I heard a good point on the radio, uh, I believe it was this morning, where a guy was saying, with the lack of accountability when it comes to our, our coaches and our ownership, how do we as fans, we, us? Oh, no, Patrick, uh, he got washed. Todd Wash washed him on this one. <laughs> he's, he's like, you're talking shit? I'm getting blackmail on you. No, if the goal was to freeze him, then uh, Todd Wash would have not done it. So Yeah, uh, true. Well, because this is a very successful freeze. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of this one. All right, so Patrick's going to take a timeout on okay. this. While, while uh, Patrick's frozen, just to point out, Sean, ESPN Stats and Info, Josh Allen, two sacks, one against the Bengals and one against the Dolphins. And I remember Wait, him. no, the Bengals won Joe Burrow. He tackled him, but he got past the line of scrimmage. Well, he has two sacks. Oh, Patrick's uh, welcome back. back. Welcome back. What's Great up? point, by the way. Great point. 
That was beautiful. Yeah, that Thank was. I, we loved every word you said. I'm glad I got that off my chest. Yeah. Shimmer, <laughs> apparently uh, Josh Allen did get a sack yesterday against the Bengals, according to ESPN, according to Shimmer. I thought it was a tackle on Joe Burrow above the line of scrimmage, so it wouldn't count as a sack, but what do I know? Speaking of, speaking of, uh, uh, our second-round pick, Chase on, which actually was on the field way more than I thought, uh, he had 20 pass rushing snaps. Guess how many pressures he had on Joe Burrow? Does it have to be a positive number? It's yeah. Well, it's zero. Okay. So, okay. So, <laughs> hey, so I was right. I was thinking, I don't think it's going to be a positive number. Um, let's see. Uh, through the first four games, guess how many pressures Chase on has? Three. Well, he's got a sack. He's got at least one, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick was throwing up a goose egg. He has two. So when he does get to the quarterback, he's pretty successful. Nice. hundred percent. So wait, let's spin this. So he has a hundred percent. Fifty. Fifty. He's oh, got okay. one sack on two pressures. That's oh, okay. Gotcha. Math is not our strong suit, apparently. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> They're so bad. I feel. I'll like- tell you what, though, Chase on. When he's in coverage, he actually looks pretty good um, as an athletic linebacker that can cover tight ends, running backs out of the backfield. I will say that. I'm not, I'm not watching him down in and down out, but I thought he's looked good in coverage. Is that what we drafted him for? Absolutely yeah. not. We need him to rush the passer. But I'm not how can we build around that? You know? I'm not saying he's a bust. I'm more saying that the Jaguars team has run – especially the defense has run so poorly. I mean, it right. sounds like you're saying we shouldn't have trusted Josh Allen and then a bunch of, you know, rookies or nobodies to be our pass rush when we could have tried to not piss off Yawn or trade Clayus for absolute peanuts. Yeah, and we cut Timmy Jernigan last week. Why I, would yeah, we do that? I don't right. they, they liked the undrafted rookie Doug Costin. I, I think the, it was just like a Doug and Doug thing. I remember one play where he was like after the play and he just pushed some dude and told him to get the fuck off him. And I was like, I like Doug Costin. So <laughs> I didn't <laughs> notice him. Play I remember, but it was I tried like, to, to see if he was playing yesterday, but it's hard to pay attention to the D line. If the whole team is just, you know, I mean, to be fair, uh, you know, not to make excuses, but just, I don't know, a summary of injuries. We did lose miles Jack yesterday, CJ Henderson, DJ Hayden um, on the offense. Cam Robinson went out for a little bit. Chenault didn't finish the game. Uh, I feel like there was another one or two on defense, but we definitely got slaughtered on pen on uh, injuries. I don't think that would have helped us that much on you know the, and you know the outcome of the game. We but, also lost uh, uh, the week before. We lost Leon Jacobs for the whole year too. Not that he's right. Yeah, uh, anything special, but he was a starting linebacker. He was a starting solid linebacker, and I think it showed during the Bengals game that that's one more starting player on our already lackluster defense who is gone, and he's being replaced by an even more lackluster player because he was the backup to someone who probably would be a backup on another NFL defense. Yeah. And I feel like the hardest thing of this all, like my side note, I'm going on his record as saying, I do think like, I think our uh, bye week is week eight or something. That's when Wash will be fired. 
because that's like when the hottest, you know, Doug seat will be. And then Wash will be the scapegoat that gets him the rest of, you know, rest of the year for Doug. So I think if they're if they're one in seven, you think Marone is still around? I, our, I think the whole our team doesn't fire people. Caldwell <sighs> doesn't thing, care. Like... And then like, you know, Caldwell fires the head coach, but Caldwell doesn't seem to care. And then the owner fires the general manager, but Khan doesn't seem to care. So I don't. I honestly could see all of them coming back next year. Todd Wash is going to get fired after the Texans game when Deshaun Watson <laughs> throws five touchdowns against us. Yeah, that's going to be or a scores rough five week. touchdowns. He may run a couple. My to talk about the offense for just a minute before we kind of move on to the Texans week. Uh, it just like it's so sad because I have no idea how good Minshew is because we you know like our offense has to be absolutely perfect or we're going to lose basically. And like the offensive line by all accounts looks way better than last year. Like Norwell finally looks competent, especially, you know, like Linder's been out. So, but like, you know, even with him out, our lines looked pretty decent. James Robinson is, looks so good. He had like one run yesterday. He like missed, he like juked out five different people. Like it was like more juke outs than Fournette had like all and last they year. Call, and they called that one back. I think. Oh I know. God. Yeah. That was, yeah. But, that was like five five points on my fantasy team went away right there. DJ Chark is the most talented receiver. I mean, I think he's more talented than Allen Robinson. He's, he's good. So probably the most talented receiver we've had since Jimmy Smith. He made some catches uh, that were required an immense amount of difficulty look very easy, especially towards the end of the game. Um, he makes – I mean, it was evident how much better he props up the receiving core – if you compare the Miami game versus the Bengals game, I mean, obviously their secondaries are not the same, but the fact that you have to account for him definitely opened it up more for uh, LaVisca. Even Chris Conley had a catch, which, yeah. you know, he didn't do that much. <laughs> but the man, he had a uh, Conley had three catches for 44 yards. So, you know, decent as like the fourth string, you know, fourth wide receiver, at least he didn't drop anything. I don't, I don't even want to talk about him in the Dolphins game. That was, I want him. I think DD should be able to have a spot back over him. Like, I, you know, Conley only is active, I think, over DD because he has the captain patch. And, you know, I feel like it, you know, it's bad optics if they are, you know, keeping him inactive over DD. But DD helps way more in, like, the return game. Yeah, don't Conley. you feel like um, Conley gets the, the start over him because, not because he's more talented, but he's probably more professional? That's, yeah, that's you know, he's probably, been yeah. the the big voice of all the Black Lives Matter stuff going on, you know, in the offseason with the team. He was a captain this year. Like, you know, yeah, like I said, the professionalist is what it is over Didi. Even though I think Didi could help our team a little bit more. But either way, our offense, I think, is fine enough to be able to win some games if it wasn't for our defense. I will well, – our offensive line has been probably the most surprising unit going into this season that I, I thought it would be. I think if our, if our defense wasn't so bad and we were playing from behind every game this year, uh, except for the last quarter of the first game, I think our offensive line would be more recognized around the league and probably even more praised even within Jacksonville um, because we would be able to hold on to some games rather than just – doing what we can, having to throw the ball, um, just like any any team, if they know you're going to have to throw the ball, they're going to blitz you, they're going to blitz you, they're going to blitz you, and our offensive line isn't going to look as good. 
um, with James Robinson and the vision that he has in the backfield, um, making people miss, like you guys said, juking all those people, even though they got called back. Um, that offensive unit, uh, the offensive line, has shown a lot of improvement, but it's, it's just a shame that it's going to waste because our defense can't stop a nosebleed and we're just playing from behind. We're not putting that improved offensive line to good use. Yeah, like by no means, you know, there was a couple of drives where Minshew looked real bad, especially coming out into the second half after James Robinson's 40-yard run got called back. Like Minshew was just – there was like receivers open. He was just throwing it away, doing nothing. Like he wasn't perfect by any means, but, you know, it just feels like two years from now our defense will be respectable again, and then our offensive line will go back to being horrible. Like we're in this perpetual cycle of – we can never right. get – until 2027 when we get back to the playoffs. Because that's going to be our 10-year – every 10 years we go to the playoffs. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm already dead convinced 2025 we'll get a new coach. And then 2027 is when we look good again. And then we'll go to the playoffs. But until then, we got some uh, long years of God hates Jag in, ahead of us. It's going to be uh, a long year this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is. So I'm- we're one in three – and do you guys have any uh, last marks on the last two weeks of just shame before we move on to the Texans? Well, I want to talk – I mean, we, you brought him up. I want to talk about Minshew. Uh, I saw an article after week three about the top ten quarterbacks under 25. What, what position do you think they ranked Minshew? Top, what was it again? Top ten quarterbacks under the age of 25. Uh, he wasn't on it. Patrick? Under 25? Under 25. Yeah, so like the best young guys. Yeah. I'd say top six. They ranked Gardner Minshew fourth. Oh, wait, when did this come out? Fourth. Week three. Week, Week three? three? Yeah. Before okay. the season started, he was a bust. Three guys, he, we were, you know. Number three, they have is Josh Allen of the Bills. Number two, Kyle Murray. That man's Murray. looking great, by the way. And number one was Lamar Jackson. They ranked Minshew ahead of Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. The rest, I would say, are arguable. Like, yeah, he's definitely Wait, better. Haskins, how old's Patrick Mahomes? I think he just missed the cut. Oh, okay. So I think he is 25. <laughs> oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. okay. Um, from what I've seen, at least over the last few weeks, I've, even though he doesn't pass the name test, I may have to put Herbert. Dude, at he's least, looked – over and then Burrow, if you watched him, every ball, unless he was throwing it out of bounds, was a catchable ball. Every single one. And I don't think you can say that for Minshew. Um, I don't know if I've completely lost faith, but I've got one foot on the tank uh, for the long blonde haired Trevor Lawrence. I might be back on it. I think last week I said, fuck Trevor. <laughs> no. I, Trevor, yeah. come back. <laughs> Trevor, come back. I, I can tell you with certainty what's going to happen to our season. We're going to end up five or six wins, miraculously, just to be able to get – we're going to be like the fifth overall pick. Trevor's going first. Justin's going second. And then we're going to give up all of our draft capital, all these picks we've accumulated to get to three, to get that Trey Lance guy from mm-hmm. whereversville dakota and then South he is going dakota. to boast he's gonna bust so hard we're gonna give up everything for this guy <laughs> and then he's gonna suck and it's just gonna be right back where we are 
Well, if it I, went three two, I would bust is, pretty hard as well, Sean. So. <laughs> I hate that we're talking about the draft right now, but that's unfortunately where we are. I would, I want to see Minshew show that he's still serviceable. He has shown some things uh, against the Bengals and against the Dolphins where I agree, Shimmer. I'm starting to kind of fall back and be like, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But he's still got the rest of the season. I, I want to show – I want him to show that he's a serviceable quarterback. Give him a real defense. Give him real coaching. Give him – real weapons around him and that doesn't mean one weapon dj chark give him some real weapons have a solid coaching structure around him and then let's use all these draft picks we have next year and the year after to put all those things around him but unfortunately what i think is going to happen is that they're going to give marone and caldwell a pass on this year because they're saying that we're just kind of throwing it away and he's going to be in the same boat. Even if we do get all these new draft picks, he's going to have the same coaching, coaching them up. And I'm starting to fall on that. The problem is the coaching. It's not the talent of our players. Defense is one thing. We're not very talented on our defense. But our offensive side of the ball is talented. We just have poor coaching to go along with it. If Marone is fired and we get a new coach, like new coaches want their own quarterback. So, you know, if we do get a new coach, like – Minshew, I still like. I love Minshew. I think he can be a really good quarterback, but the rest of our team, especially our defense, you know, it's so bad. Like, like quarterbacks was like a you know wins our quarterback stat. Like, we're not gonna have enough wins. Like Minshew isn't good enough right now to overcome how bad the other side of the ball is. We're gonna lose a lot of games, and if we do get a new coach, like even if Minshew looks really good in most of these games, the new coach isn't gonna want a six round guy. Like he's gonna want his own you know, first round quarterback. So I think uh, it's our, our defense is killing my Minshew is what I'm trying to say. If I told you in 10 years that Minshew broke Ryan Fitzpatrick's record of starting for 10 teams, would you be like, Oh, that would you be surprised? No. The fact that he, yeah. The fact that he started his career in Jacksonville without, you know, just like string cheese defense, like, you know, it's going to end up that way. Like if he got drafted into like a good organization or something, you know, like a, you know, uh, he's on the Patriots the right now. Yeah, being a pro bowler. exactly. You know, if he could be sit down behind cam or Andy or, you know, with like the chiefs or something, but yeah, he's right now, my baby's looking kind of screwed over. I and think I'm, that I'm if, real sad. If, Min, if Minshew doesn't show complete regression through the rest of the season, even if he has, if he, ha- if he goes 500 for the rest of the season, and that's being optimistic, I think there's coaches out there that are going to get fired by the end of the year from all the teams that would kill for a chance to have Minshew as their quarterback taking over a new team. We'll see. I don't know. I think Bill O'Brien would now. love to coach Gardner Minshew is what I'm well, saying. Well, Bill O'Brien's going to have to find him. better not hire Bill Chen. I'll be so mad. We'll make him GM, too. And he'll he can be our offensive coordinator. David Johnson Jake. and uh, Jay Green will be Cubs. our head coach. Bill oh, O'Brien, God. offensive coordinator. I hate you all. No. All right. We're, let's talk realistic Texans really? football. All right, guys. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's start getting into the Texans game here. Yeah. Our one in three Jags are going up to – Houston, by going up, I mean more going over, I guess. Uh, we're going over to yeah, geography. 
Uh, we're going over to Houston this Sunday to face the 0-4 Deshaun Watson-led Texans, the no longer Bill O'Brien-led Texans because uh, general manager, head coach, offensive coordinator, uh, butchin enthusiast, Bill O'Brien has been fired today. Shimmer, I feel like you're probably the most happy about this. You hated that, man. Uh, well, I liked his nickname. I mean, Bill O'Butchin has one of the greater nicknames in coaching history. Um, I'm not happy. I wish I would have fired him after our game. I feel like yeah, two oh, things yes. can happen when you have an interim coach. One, it'll either, all right, well, the locker room's gone, or it's going to inspire the team because they didn't like playing for him. I think we have uh, scenario two here. <laughs> Something tells me that one's more realistic. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I think I said it earlier. We're going to make the Texans look better than any team we've played thus far. They're going yeah. to. Deshaun Watson is the best quarterback we've played this season. And he's on an 0 4 team and he's going to tear us up. That man's great without time. And we don't pressure the quarterback at all, right? Yeah. I saw a stat on Burrow. He was uh, 40 dropbacks for Burrow, 40, 40 passing plays. Uh, and we pressured him 13 times. He got sacked uh, – or he got pressured uh, like 20 times the game before, right? They have one of the worst offensive lines in football, and they looked fantastic. Yeah, Eagles us. sacked him eight times, and then we sacked him apparently once, which I still argue to my dying day. Um, <laughs> you know what we haven't covered is, uh, you know – We've been making picks all season. I think Patrick and I should probably get the W, get a point, because we would have picked losses, but Sean would have oh, picked the a Bengals? win. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably would have. <laughs> I actually, if you guys go back to whenever we did our season predictions, uh-huh. uh, episode three, four, whatever that may be, I said the Bengals game was a trap game. The Bengals will be looking for their first win and we'll be coming off Thursday night football, and we'll be lackluster. And that's exactly Dang. what fucking happened. I don't know what wow. I picked for the final score, but I'm sure it wasn't right. Yeah. But that's I pretty hate, good, though. Like, but I was expecting us to be coming off a win from the Dolphins game. So <laughs> who knows? We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, we have no idea. I do know that Deshaun Watson, as a starter, is uh, undefeated against us. So that doesn't bode well for us, uh, including the time that his lung was so punctured he couldn't get on a plane to fly to Jacksonville. They had to take him on a bus here, and I was at that game, and we lost by a lot of points, I remember. And he had a, a fucking fractured spine or whatever it was, his spleen, his he, lung. He couldn't it fly was... on a plane, but he could play 60 minutes <laughs> yeah. of football. So I can only – like, I was reading, you know, since Bill O'Brien got fired, I've been, you know – going through our podcast Twitter, which if you haven't followed us, follow us on that God Hates Jags pod Twitter Plug. handle. <laughs> Plugging it. Uh, I've been, you know, looking at all the Adam Schefters and everything about Bill O'Brien. And, you know, obviously, like, when you get fired, that's, like, when all the, uh, you know, the shit comes out of the closet. And it was, like, so much, like, is that what's the saying? Is that not the saying, shit comes out of the closet? Uh, the skeletons your, come out yeah, of the Yeah, your skeletons come out of your closet. <laughs> <laughs> Shit comes out of the toilet. Yeah, it does. Shit hits the right. fan. I don't like skeletons. October, I'm not huge on the scary stuff. I don't like the skeletons. It's spooky season. Yeah. Oh, shit is much better. <laughs> I can take gross, just not scary. Uh, apparently, Bill O'Brien, like, basically, like, all the players, you know, seem happy about it. Um, like, 
apparently every time they would get rid of a player like Hopkins and stuff, like it would basically be Bill O'Brien just cursing them out, like telling them to get out of the facility basically. So I can only imagine everybody hated this guy. This dude seemed like such a dick. So you know that um, not they're going to destroy this, us. Not counting this season, Bill O'Butchin had a winning record in five out of six seasons. But guess what? His overall career, his career record, he's actually coached a hundred games, is fifty-two and forty-eight. Just hmm. about as average as it gets. But he still has. Uh, four division titles. Yeah, that shows how bad. They, like, the AFC South is so crazy because three, well, two of us have been to the AFC Championship game in the past couple of years. All four of the teams have been, like, we're to the playoffs. Like, we're our division is really good and shitty at the same time, which I feel is a weird little thing. But I did see a stat about uh, Bill O'Brien of the victories that you said, Shimmer. Ten of them were against the uh, against the Jags. So, like, 19% of all of his wins were against the Jags. So, like, we single-handedly, I feel, kept him employed for a while. Like, he got those two easy victories every year to kind of, you know, boost up oh, yeah. his stats every year. Like He's had get, at least, what, uh, 12 victories against yeah. us? Yeah. It's like, you know, Jameis Winston, like, getting all those garbage time stats to, like, boost up, you know, like, oh, look, he, he threw for all these touchdowns, but he also, like, threw for a lot of picks, so... It feels like that. He had a lot of garbage time wins against us. I mean, the fact is, right now, the Texans, yes, they've played a brutal schedule this year. If we would have played their schedule, what do you think our record would be? And vice versa, what do you think? point differential would have been horrible. Right. I think the Texans' record would be – they'd probably be at least 2-2 and if they were playing our schedule, if not better than that. If Bill O'Brien was still coaching the Texans next Sunday, the Texans would beat us. If Doug Marone was coaching the Texans and Bill <laughs> O'Brien was coaching the Jaguars, the Texans would still beat us. They're a better team than we are. They have more talent than we are. They just fired their head coach. We don't have, in my opinion, a fantastic one. Their team is better. Their talent is better. They're going to beat the Jaguars. And take away their talent, one thing, the most important position. They have a far superior quarterback. They're going to win the game. Yeah, probably. But to be an ounce, you know, I got to, like, hear me out. You know, we got to at least – Let's hear the optimistic. Yeah. We need (laughs) – There's got to be some. This whole pod has been – has just swung to the pessimism level. So I'm just being real. For the sake of the argument (laughs) – if we have any shot, I, I'm going to, you know, if we want to make predictions, if we want to waste time on that, yeah, I, I, we're going to probably lose. But if we have, we do have a chance, I feel, to at least make it a game because their defense has been pretty damn bad also. They don't have any turnovers uh, at all on defense. There was a video, like J.J. Watt being interviewed by, you know, the media today, and it was like some guy asking him, like, what do you think about not having any turnovers? And he was just like, you know, that's bad. And the guy's like, do you want to expand on that? And he's just like, that's really bad. So like JJ Watt is in a bad place. Their defense overall, what are you saying, Shimmer? They're like last against the run or something right now. Uh, they are. I, I don't have that. Okay. Information. Well, 
It but. looks to be that they haven't been that great on defense. So if we have any chance, like our, our only good strength of our team is that we do have a pretty good run offense right now. And right. we do have enough wide receivers to make some plays. And if we get Linder back and our offensive line stays pretty solid, like, you know, again, anytime we might win, it's going to be some crazy shootout because our defense let up 30 points three times in a row now. But uh, hopefully but we're, we're facing the most mobile quarterback that we've faced all season. We can't get pressure on hey, hey, statue hey, quarterbacks. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick that man is, looked like a mobile elite young quarterback out there. I mean, <laughs> he, he can still move. He's not nearly as agile, as athletic, as nimble as Deshaun Watson is. Um, Deshaun uh, Watson all season. Real quick. I have 5% battery. What should I do in this scenario? Plug it in. Charge it? Yeah. (laughs) Molly! (laughs) Uh, I need... Can you get me your charger? I'm at 5% battery. Everybody stays in the pot. For my podcast. In the pot. I can't do my podcast. (laughs) Molly! I can't do my podcast. Fuck! (laughs) Wife! I need your charger. Right, we, I'm going to do a, a, the best edit I can for the listeners. My, my laptop was dying, so we'll try to make that edit sound as good as we can. I say uh, include it. Well, we might include some outtakes. <laughs> include it so you can see how desperate yeah. Sean gets when my his wife, electronic device is dying. My wife was gracious enough to uh, get the, the cord for me so I could plug the laptop in without me having to move. Uh, guys, I have one last optimistic reason why we're going to win this Sunday. It's because it's my birthday. So uh. we got to win for my birthday. If not, I'm going to be sad boy. What's the name of this pod, John? Uh, I don't know. So we, uh, if anyone that does listen and cares enough might have noticed a trend that we've done all the Star Wars episode titles, but we're officially done. We finished episode nine. So we need something new now. I don't know. I think we're doing Lord of the Rings. But Want to do Lord of the Rings? Fellowship Follow- of the Super Bowl ring doesn't seem appropriate. Yeah. The Fellowship <laughs> of the Wing Guard? Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll look into it. We'll find some good names, so... Um, but no, actually, when I asked you that question, my, uh, my reasoning was our podcast name is God hates Jags. And so don't expect a gift from God on your birthday here because the Texans are going to beat that ass. All right. Yeah. I think, <laughs> um, do we want to make it predictions or all, we're losing, right? I well, think we're all going to say we're losing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How old are you going to be for your birthday, Sean? Uh, I'm going to be 32. Uh, okay, so the Texans are going to score 32 points, and we're going to score 20. So we will lose the game. Um, got one, Al Shimmer. What's your prediction? Uh, you, I, did you ask something about the rushing yards? Because they're last in rushing, the Texans, in the NFL. Like offense yards or offense. defense giving up? Oh, off, okay. So hopefully our defense can at least – Slow that down. Um, so, 
Yeah. I said it earlier. I think Watson has uh, five touchdowns. So I'll say 38 to 23. Texas. All right. I'm going to one last time give them the benefit of the doubt because it's my birthday solely. If, if we lose this one, I, I won't give them the benefit of the doubt until we at least want, win one game. But I'm going to say with uh, Bill O'Brien getting fired, it's going to be one of those rare instances where, like, the interim coach doesn't lead them to that, like, heroic first win. Uh, I'm going to say that they stumble even more because it was, like, a Monday firing week four. Who does that? They're not going to be prepared. And the Jags are going to win 32, my birthday age, and the Texans are going to score 27. 32 to 27, Jags victory. We get Linder back. A lot of the injuries aren't as bad as it seems. And then James Robinson goes for two touchdowns. Um, I do want to quickly bring this up because last time we talked about it and Sean uh, said, I just bet money on the Jaguars and I become rich, I think was your, your take on sports betting last pod. So just (laughs) so you're aware, the 0-4 Texans, the winless Texans who just fired their head coach, Vegas favors them to beat us by six and a half points. So Mm. that's where we are as a team. Uh, I would say that's probably pretty likely. So if you want to make some money, I I think that I would take it. I really got to learn how to do the online gambling stuff. Do you though? Because your last one would have not paid well. Well, I feel like I, I would be on this podcast all day long talking this up, but when money's on the line, mm. I can let my my realists, you know. Cooler heads prevail. Yeah, there's a difference between me bullshit with my friends on a podcast and I mean, positive. What's more likely, Sean following through with that or the Jaguars winning the game? Sean following through with that. Anything is more likely. Than I would say the Jaguars <laughs> winning the game. I'll take both. All right, so uh, – We'll see how the team does. We got a game in a couple of days. We're recording Monday night, so we'll upload in a day or two. So, uh, but before we get to some games, as we always end the episode, I got a little. Uh, so, Mark Lamping, he talked today about Lot J, but he's also our team president. He gives us the big state of the franchise every year, which is like the most boring presentation because it's just a lot of analytic numbers. But uh, we're going to do a state of the pod, and ours is going to be fun and exciting, guys. So, you guys want to hear some numbers about our podcast? Sure. Yeah. All right, guys. So everybody, listeners, welcome to the first annual God Hates Jags State of the Pod. Uh, basically, the uh, app and website that I upload. Oh, <laughs> Patrick's got me a full salute over here. <laughs> Eddie Soldier. Um, the, uh, the, the website that I use when we like upload the episodes, like, I don't know, it just gives me a lot of analytics. It tells you like about our pod, which I don't know, I think it's kind of fun to look at. So we're just going to breeze through for just a second for our, you know, loyal listeners, give some thanks out there. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, by no means are we the biggest Jags pod out there, but you know, we're slowly what? gaining. I know. Yeah, it's crazy, but we're slowly gaining some traction. Um, so kind of like the, it, this tells me the geographic region breakdown of like where all the people listen to us. And it is kind of cool because, I don't know, we're just three random dudes that were bored. But it's cool to see that people all around the world have listened to us. So 89% of our viewers are from the United States, as you can imagine. Yeah, good old America. Thanks, guys. Uh, 
Do you guys want to guess what the second leading country that listens to us is? Ooh, uh, the United Kingdom. Germany. You are both incorrect. It is our good friends, Denmark. Denmark? Yeah, so... uh, Wow. (laughs) I'm going to try to look at what Denmark, why possibly, but the people, if you're listening to this and you've listened to past podcasts uh, and you're from Denmark, hey, thanks, guys. Do they speak English? Is that an English first nation? They speak Danish, right? Is that basically English with like, I don't know, some enunciation? I have I no idea. We <laughs> should visit. I feel we bad. We should visit as a pod. Yeah. With our, our they band. know more about us right now than we do. About Definitely <laughs> for sure. Very typical American response of not knowing the national languages. Well, they speak Danish, know. according yeah. to Google. But I feel like that's kind of like, you know, English with like a spin on it, you know. But, I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. After Denmark, two uh, percent is Germany. So good job, Danka. Uh, yeah, Guten Danka, Tag. Danka. So straight from Deutschland. Uh, a lot of my heritage, all my my twenty three me, a lot of it's German. So maybe some of my my my, my peeps are listening to us. Explains a lot. Uh, yeah, with one percent, our neighbors to the north, Canada. So we got some great white. What are y'all laughing at? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. Okay. Nothing, we yeah. have our great just white your North. families from Germany. Just yeah. your oh, ancestors. Yeah. Were yeah. From- yeah, they're yeah. listening. Uh, <laughs> and then with a whole bunch of like less than 1%, a little less than sign, we have United Kingdom, Ireland, South Africa, Netherlands, Ooh. Finland, Philippines, Romania, Sweden, Israel, South Car- uh, South Korea, I almost said South Carolina, um, and following it up, the COVID leaders of the world in doing things right, New Zealand. Hey. Wow. So wow. we have a total of uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 countries have listened to us. We're international. Wow, thank you guys so yeah, much. We're international. Seriously. We're going we international. Like- if we get Antarctica, we can have every kind. Oh, I know. Oh, uh, wait. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, we're only missing one. No, we I need... think I'm most surprised by the Philippines. That's really <laughs> We have Africa. I have South uh... Africa. Yeah. yeah. I have ancestors from South Africa, I think, actually. There you go. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah? Yeah. Um, what was the, uh, I don't know. Why the Philippines is surprising? I have one I Filipino friend. I wonder if it's a lot of military guys who are deployed. Someone's be probably being be. forced to listen to it there. Or yeah. it's a bot. Lots of bots out there. Oh, or, man. yeah, or this app has no idea what it's talking about and it's just kind of, you know, giving I wonder if, like, there are other small pods out there who are, like, uh, you know, they just throw on countries because how are we going to prove it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Make you feel good. So... Everyone that's listened to us in all those countries, thanks a lot. That's really cool. Uh, that's cheers. kind of fun. Never cheers. What I thought. Yeah, cheers, guys. Even though they're terrible, go Jacks. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to know that in uh, South Korea, someone is also watching the horrible, horrible Jags. I would love to know what time they have to watch the Jaguar game in South Korea. I feel like oh my it's going to be yeah. 4, 5 3 a.m. Yeah. That's um, more dedication than, than us. If you're like in any of these countries and listening to us right now, write Sean on our Twitter page. Let them know when you watch the Jaguars game, why you watch the Jaguars game, 
And most importantly, how you heard about us. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, if you're from a different country, we will shout you out at the next pod if you're Oh, yeah, for sure. definitely. Yes. Hit us up on Twitter or, oh, yeah, I don't know if I announced, I officially set up our Gmail. Oh, So shit. it's, uh, oh, let me double check to make sure I remember what it was. It's uh, godhatesjags at gmail.com. So feel free to email godhatesjags. Yeah, I was told it wasn't available by a mm. friend, but apparently he was lying because godhatesjags at gmail.com is available and up so any questions or if you're from a different country and you want us to give you a shout out you know tony from romania we'll totally do that for you lots of tonys there so many romanian tonys (laughs) we need some italian (laughs) listeners uh so we also have two other kind of little analytic breakdowns um i feel not nearly as interesting but just a general you know throw it out there we have uh, the listening platforms so 44 percent of our listeners listen to us on spotify 25 percent apple podcast 14 percent anchor which is the website that i use to upload um and then 15 percent is other because there's literally like a billion podcast you know platforms you can use and i don't know what any of these are some are called like i don't even know snap crackle pop and like they have mm. the weirdest names and I don't know, like when I upload on Anchor, it just uploads to everything. So like, I guess people could listen to us on any of them. But who are these people? Again, no offense. Thanks for listening. But I feel like if it's not Apple or like Spotify, like people are picking, you know, these really, really obscure ones to like listen to us on. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, you like what you like. Buzzsprout, Libsyn. Uh, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Breaker. I've heard I don't of Pocket know, Cast. I don't know what any of these are, but if you have it on your phone, make sure you uh, do a favorite God Hates Jags on it. I've heard of the Rice Krispie Elves that you mentioned earlier. But... You know about that one? <laughs> yeah. I feel like it should be <laughs> no, Snap I just heard Crackle the name. Pod. Snap, Snap Crackle Pod? <laughs> I might have completely better. made that up, so I don't know. We'll start that as our own <laughs> podcast one, and we'll trademark that. Um... And then the two, uh, I would say, least surprising ones are 60% of our listeners are 28 to 34, which I feel like perfectly is us because we're all in that range of 30s. Uh, (laughs) We're like right dead square in that. Yeah, 0%, (laughs) 0 to 17, and 0% 60 plus. So like the young- Also seems fair. Yeah, the Zoomers (laughs) and the Boomers don't care about us at all. They said, I don't know about you kids. We're probably we gotta not, get into that demographic. We yeah. need a bunch of really weird, like audio edits of like just loud noises happening for no reason, and then we would get the young kids. We can get Tom Coughlin on the show. I bet we get a sixty-plus-year-old. Uh, yeah. You know, he would. He would we at least get him. Big. Yeah, we need to do a TikTok. Yeah, I, we we'll get him on the TikTok. How is that going to help with the sixty-plus-year-old demographic? I was talking about the seventeen-year-old. Oh uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Vine. We'll get Vine for them. Mm, I don't think Vine exists anymore. Uh, yeah, no one uses Vine. We need yeah. a we need a youth or an if intern. If we get on what Wheel we of Fortune, we'll get that sixty year olds. We need an intern to give us, you know, tell us yeah. what the kids are doing. I'll get that's uh my my wife will take on a new role along with producer and editor. She's also our youth correspondent because she's very hip with what's going on nowadays. As well as making sure that your computer's <laughs> plugged in. I really want to know what to do. I was talking to my friend who just bought a house and I was like, I don't know how I bought my house because my wife did all of it. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's, 
So very thankful for her. But, you just live in it. Yeah, yeah, I'm just living here. All right, but anyways, that is our first annual State of the Pod, God Hates Jags. Thanks to everybody that's been listening. Uh, I'm assuming if you listen this many episodes in, you might like the games that we do because, you know, you've listened this far. So what do you got for us, Shimmer? Uh, I've got a very similar game to the one we played on the last podcast. Uh, but it's a slight difference. I think it's a little more fun. Okay. So if you remember, last week we played a game called Cameo Over Under. And this week we're going to play a game I like to call Cameo Who Costs More. All right. Where I give you two names and you have to tell me which one of those people costs more. And for those that don't know, Cameo is a service (laughs) where quote unquote celebrities will charge you money for a one minute personalized video, unless that person is Devin Exigbo, who we tried to pay 20 bucks <laughs> to talk shit about Patrick, but he stiffed us. So yeah, Devin Exigbo. I, I was gonna say, just to interrupt you for a second, Shimmer, for our, our listeners, it may seem two weeks in a row of us like, like almost like a Cameo is a sponsor of ours. Cameo <laughs> has given us no money. They don't know who we are. No money. But the reason why we've been doing some Cameo stuff, because yeah, like spoiler, we, we might be trying to do something, you know, through Cameo, through their services. Uh, but so far, no luck because not to, not to talk shit on them, but uh, no, Clint Jags running back on uh, the IR list, Devine, Devine Ozigbo, uh, he denied a request. I sent a request for a Cameo, and, and even though he's on IR, so I don't know what else he has to do with his time right now. I mean, but, all we uh, do is ask him to – Pump rehabilitate up the pod and yeah. talk shit about Patrick. It wasn't that tough of a request, <laughs> you know. He, he so, didn't want our money. Luckily, there's some other Jags out on Cameo, so they'll talk uh, shit about ho- Patrick. Hopefully, yeah, uh, in a week or two, we'll have <laughs> have a little something fun. So, well, the reason that we want them to basically, uh, you know, slander Patrick's name is because he refused to pony up any cash for the Cameo. So he's he above what's coming these to people. Him. Yeah. He doesn't want to give these celebrities money. All right. I'm so not Beth, above it. I'm not giving my hard-earned money to someone that makes is it six times as much as I do. <laughs> Minimum. Uh, per minute, if you follow Cameo. All right. Per, so so 6,000 times. <laughs> okay. So the rules are simple. I give you two names. You tell me a price target and who costs more. So the first two names in Cameo, who costs more? Chad Ochocinco versus Terrell Owens. Who costs more? I would say, so my, uh, I'm going to say Terrell Owens because Ochocinco on Twitter is like the coolest guy you can imagine. So I feel like he might be a little bit more humble that way. So, in Terrell Owens is like Mr. Greatest Guy Ever. So, I'm going to say Terrell Owens prides himself more. So, I'm going to say he's more expensive. Okay. Patrick? Uh, I'm going to say Ocho Cinco and kind of use your logic against you because he's so prevalent on these social medias that he's using that 100% to his advantage and using it for his brand. So, Ocho Cinco. Okay. Chad Ocho Cinco. Charges $129.99 on Cameo. For a minute? 
We we're not going to afford video. him. We're not paying and him that much. Terrell Owens charges four hundred dollars for a minute video on Cameo, thereby costing more, giving Sean the point. Sean won. Patrick nothing. It's a hard-earned victory, right there. I'll take that. I got another uh, good one for you guys. Who costs more on Cameo, Matt Leinart or Vince Young? Matt Leinart or Vince Young? All I'm right. going to say Matt Leinart because I think he has a broadcasting job and he's still technically uh, on broadcast television. So, Leinart. So also USC. Um, <laughs> well, that makes it sound like he has more of a steady income than uh, Vince Young. And I also hate Vince Young because he was on the Titans. Uh, so he seems like a dick to me because of what was he 2006, right? That was a uh, Maurice Jones drew should have won rookie of the year over him. So I don't like him. So I'm gonna say he charges more. So Sean going Vince Young and Patrick going Matt Liner. Vince Young charges 159.99 for a cameo video. And Matt Leinart only charges $89.99. Vince Young costs more. Two to zero for Sean. After <sighs> continuing his streak. I'm good at, I'm good at breaking games. down. Uh, <laughs> I just learned what Cameo was two weeks ago. <laughs> well, there's no real rules because they set their own price. It's literally like what they think they're worth, which I think is interesting. Okay. So <laughs> the next one, two of the greatest running backs in NFL history. Bo Jackson versus Marshall Falk. Who thought, costs more on Cameo? Thought you were going to say James Robinson. Uh, as far as I'm aware, he's not on. If he was, we would be paying for it. Oh, I would definitely, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what were the names? Bo Jackson versus Marshall Falk. I'm going to say... Well, Bo Jackson's older, so I feel like he doesn't know how Cameo works and doesn't know his value as much, so I'm going to say Marshall Falk. Patrick. I'm going to say Bo Jackson. (laughs) Uh, Marshall Falk uh, is very recognizable to me, but I feel like to the layman, he could probably – walk into the supermarket and you walk right past him. He's a kind of normal looking dude. Bo Jackson was very, very famous. He was on a Wheaties box. Bo's nose. And mm-hmm. Bo knows, Bo knows cameos. <laughs> so I'm going to say Bo Jackson. Marshall Falk charges $600 Ooh. for a one minute Ooh. cameo video. Oh. Who has that money? Uh, Somebody, because he's charging it. And Bo Jackson charges $450. Sean gets another point. Patrick has yet to score. It's three to zero. Um, I've got a couple more. I've got three left. We'll give Patrick a shot. um, I think this just goes to show, like, Someone must be telling them how much they're worth. Like, I don't think so. I think it's. It, I value some people more than others, is what I'm seeing from this. Yeah. 
it's all subjective and it's also how lazy are they like if i'm gonna do this shit it better cost at least 500 bucks right like how much do they value one minute of their own time because you know they're not recording multiple takes or any shit like that all right anyways (laughs) i don't know this seems kind of easy to me guys um all right the next one on who costs more on cameo tori holt or isaac bruce Mm. Do you want to take this one first? I feel like I've gone first, all of them. Patrick? Oh, man. You can go first the next three. I'm trying to go against my instinct, but I have nothing for this one. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say Isaac Bruce because even after he played with the Rams, he still played with relatively big market teams, not Torrey Holt, who played with the Jaguars. So. Hey. Uh, which, which, if Torrey Holt makes it to the Hall of Fame, I think he's a finalist again this year, as well as Tony Baselli. But I still think Tony Baselli is going to get passed on a couple of years. If Torrey Holt makes the Hall of Fame, we can say former Jaguar, hey. Hall of Famer. Put him Can't in there. Take it away. All right, Sean. <laughs> right. Who uh, you go with? Torrey Holt, and he charges at least $200 more. Wow. It's a bold statement from Sean. <laughs> Tory Holt charges $159.99 well, on Cameo. <laughs> my prediction can't be right about the 200 then, but uh, I'll take it. And Isaac Bruce charges $209.99. Patrick no! gets his first point no! and stays alive. All right, we got two more. All right. We can do a tie. If we have a tiebreaker, we'll ask you to pick oh, yeah. the prices. We got two minutes to go. All right. I've got uh, Hall of Fame quarterback Randall Cunningham versus Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Kelly. Who costs more on Cameo? Uh, I'm gonna, this sounds like not being serious, but Jim Kelly, because he's had a lot of cancer treatment, so I feel like he does his a lot probably for foundation stuff. Okay, you're saying Jim Kelly quickly, Patrick. Shit. Uh, I was going to say that too, but I have to come back and win the game. So I'm going to have to say Randall Cunningham uh, because. He oh, yeah, my bad. Led... I was going to let you go first. I'm sorry. Yeah. He, <laughs> I forgot. He, uh, he led the highest scoring offense in NFL history up until the Patriots beat it. So Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham charges $119.99. Jim Kelly charges $299.99, making Sean have an insurmountable lead at four to one. Although I have one more question. I think it's a good one if you guys want to try it. Yeah, sure. All right, yeah, very quickly. We're just going to have to all or nothing. edit it together. All or, you want to do all or nothing, Sean? This is all a good or one. nothing. Okay, all or nothing. All right. Who charges more on Cameo, Rob Gronkowski's brother, Glenn, or Rob Gronkowski's brother, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Glenn Gronkowski because it's I, hard I, to say I guess I, guess I got to go with Chris Rob Gronkowski's brother Glenn charges $34.99 on Cameo and his brother Chris only charges $25.99 hey! giving Patrick the upset victory we'll give it to him Good, 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 good. Thank you, Glenn Gronkowski. Thank you to our Romanian listeners. Thank you, Patrick and Shimmer, for hanging out with me. Thank you, everybody. 
Hopefully we're going to go beat the Texans this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you soon. Have a good night. Peace.